Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. Hey, everyone. Before we get started with the show, I'm excited to announce two things. First is that my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed, is now live on Amazon. So go get it. The second thing is we have a new sponsor, Qualified.com. I'm going to tell you about them in the next couple seconds here and also how you can get a free copy of my book thanks to them. So who are these people? Well, Qualified is the number one live chat and chatbot platform for Salesforce and Pardot. Sales reps can have real-time, personalized conversations with who? Your hottest website visitors. So I want you to know, I don't just partner with anyone. I genuinely love these guys. And the platform, we use it at my company. Our sales team loves it. We've closed a lot of deals based on it. Um, had a lot of great conversations with prospects too. So, you know, a lot of marketing these days is what? Hurry up and wait right? Fill out this form. And then if we pass you over to sales, maybe you'll swap six emails with them to find a good time to talk. But what if a prospect is doing research right now and they would chat now? Why not give them the opportunity? So the best part is your company actually decides what leads are worth a live chat. There's a lot of noise out there. You don't want to talk to everyone. So Qualified actually connects to Salesforce and Pardot and it's able to pull in lead and contact information so you can specifically know if you're talking to a VIP, a VP, a decision maker. It's really kind of like magic. Now, if you don't know who someone is, well, what happens then, Casey? Well, that's when the bots come in handy. Chat bots can then ask you know, questions to further qualify a lead. Find out if maybe this is someone you do want to talk to. And they can book meetings while your sales team is out. And they can wake up the next morning with a bunch of meetings on their calendar. Now, here's the promo. If you are a company that wants to give your sales team this ability, right, to be able to talk to decision makers right when they're on your website, do this. Go to qualify.com and start a chat, right? They use their own tool, of course. Start a chat. Tell them that Casey sent you. If you have Salesforce Pardot, when you schedule and then do a demo, they will send you a free copy of my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed. Not bad, right? Well, it's only while supplies last. So, Hop on this thing today. And that's it for sponsors. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Cheshire Impact's webinar, yet it's also a podcast on the Hardcore Marketing Show, where we're going to talk about today the biggest takeaways for, from the interviews we've had. We've had a lot of interviews on the Hardcore Marketing Show, um, but we've talked to a lot of ABM experts, account-based marketing, thought leaders. Um, at least 10, more than 10. But what we did is we grabbed 10 that really came to mind for us. Um, and we'll, we'd have to do another show to get the other 10. There's a lot of them in there, over 160 shows. But 10 thought leaders that we just, I, mean, I learned so much from. Christina's joining me here, the, um, the producer and the, the master of ceremonies for the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will do some introductions in a second. And so what I thought we would do, just to really round out all these interviews, is just having a conversation where we're going to go back and forth and just share our takeaways. So this will be kind of, this will be a conversation if you're listening to the podcast. Those of you here on the webinar, be as interactive as you've always been. Uh, say things in the Zoom webinar chat. If you can find that, the Zoom webinar chat, that's where we're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, Brent from Australia has already told me how to say Melbourne. 
properly. And so we're having a lot of fun here and we can continue that. So let's get cranking. Boom. Introductions. If you haven't met me, my name is Casey. And I know uh, those who listen to the show, I'm always introducing everyone else except for my, my magic episode, um, whichever number that was. Uh, it was fun when uh, Ethan introduced me. Uh, but some quick numbers to introduce you to me by, and then I get to have Christina introduce herself, and I'm so excited for you all to meet her. So number 12 is the number of years I've been working in marketing, uh, and I, sorry, in Pardot specifically, a little bit few more years in marketing. 2,600 is the number of Pardot implementations Cheshire Impact has done, and then five. The number five is the number of times I've climbed Mount Monadnock this year. And I actually just got back from it this morning um, for number five. And boy, are my feet tired. But uh, I ran in here and I'm excited for this. Christina, take it away. All right. Thanks, Casey. Uh, 573 is the amount of logins that I had to um, Pardot, which is actually even more now. So I don't know if you've ever taken a look at that number, either for yourself, the attendees joining. Just do it once to see like, wow, I, I'm really doing a lot of work in Pardot. Um, so that's awesome. That's, sorry to interrupt you. That's yeah. in like the admin tab, right? The users section? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. <laughs> and then 161 is the amount um, of episodes that have been released on the Hardcore Marketing Show. Woo-hoo. <laughs> well, how you do it? <laughs> I, w- I would say the same for you. You're the one hosting the show. <laughs> yeah, but I just get to talk and ask questions. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Maybe we'll get into that at some point. Yeah. But okay, yeah. go ahead. And then um, two is the amount of uh, 90s rap songs that I have memorized, and I'm working on my third right now. Nice. Like completely from start to finish, you memorize them? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my favorite one to do is probably This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan, but yeah, I also okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I want to start playing that now, but then we'll get pulled off of YouTube. That's too bad. <laughs> Everyone at home, you got to play that every time Christina talks. That's her, th- her theme song now. Yeah, uh, yeah, for awesome. Sure. So, word for word, you can do that, huh? Maybe that's bonus Q and A at the end. What do you think? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that'd be a lot of fun. I'd love that. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, the show today, and I mentioned this at the very beginning, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Just Christine and I chit chatting about the podcast, and yes, I'm asking questions on the show, but um, Christina listens to and edits every single show. So sometimes she actually learns more than I do from even talking to a speaker. So we're just going to chat about our takeaways and it can really help to summarize because some of these shows are long, but it can help to really summarize different thoughts we've had and just really having a conversation around account-based marketing. That's the whole point. Um, Has anyone heard the show before in the chat? If you have, go ahead and say hi, raise your hand, even drop your favorite episode into the webinar chat if you've heard it before. Hey, Brent says, says hey, and he's heard it before, and, and his new favorite episode will be the one that he's on later on. Um, but yeah, anyone else, if you've heard an episode um, or if not heard it, you can say that too. But this is how you find it. It's hardcoremarketing.com, and then iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all those different places. But the really the powerful tip there is just do hardcore marketing, and core is spelled like the Marine Corps, and then a guest name on Google. So if you're like hardcore marketing, Ethan Butte, it'll pop up the episode, the YouTube, all that stuff. It's super, super indexed. And then also YouTube, YouTube has all the full episodes of video, even for this one. So um, if you want to see smiling faces, go check that out. Yes, slide deck. <laughs> so, um, 
everyone's like, wow, this is really relaxed. Yeah, this is the relaxed one, guys. I know normally it's a sprint to the end. Like, oh my gosh, we only have an hour. We got to say a bunch of stuff. We're just going to hang out and have a conversation like we do in the podcast. So uh, much more chill. And I just climbed a mountain. So I'm just really relaxed right now. Um, looking forward to the best of the best. Me too, Jay. Good to see you on here, man. Um, absolutely. So a couple spoilers alert, um, spoilers alerts, a couple, we just wanted to give you not so much an agenda, but just some of the things you're going to hear from the takeaways. Cause what we did is we put a slide for each episode and a takeaway or two from myself and from Christina. And we kind of just highlight different things. Christina, do you want to share some of the things that you found that are probably going to come up? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're going to hear um, the top misconceptions regarding ABM. So there's a lot of discussion about this in mm -hmm. the B2B space. And sometimes it's hard to know, okay, well, what's real? What can I actually apply to my day-to-day? -day, and what is the fluff? So we're here to share with you um, the industry experts, the thought leaders, what they have been saying in the space, and then also um, the real from the false. Yeah, there's a lot of fluff, isn't there? There'll be yeah. people, <laughs> people have smashed it so much on the show. By the way, you see Thor on there. And for those who haven't heard the show, um, we always smash myths with Thor's hammer. And there it is in a picture from the movie. And here it is, the real one, ladies and gentlemen, Thor's hammer. I'm holding it up. So those listening on the podcast, you can't see it, but envision this mighty heavy nine ton hammer that I'm wielding with one hand because I'm like Thor's descendant or something. Descendant of Vikings and, and great marketers. So let's do this thing. Let's dive in. I can't wait to see who's first. And uh, it, it's, oh, this is cool. Uh, Sangram's episode, um, he's first. And this is neat because the slides will, will help us dictate like different conversation pieces and keep us on track. Otherwise, we might start talking about hiking and Western New York and weird stuff like that. So, um, Sangram, episode 31, this one really stands out for me because he's the guy. He's like Mr. ABM. He's Mr. Flip My Funnel. He's from Terminus, who is gobbling up other companies right now. And he's also a good buddy. I knew him from back in the day. He used to be the director of marketing at Pardot. So, we were just good old buds. And I remember he actually called me. Um, when they were going to start Terminus and he said like, Hey, Casey, here's what it does. I'm like, Oh, that sounds cool. And then he's like, here's what we're going to call it Terminus. And it was right around the time, Christina, when walking dead was coming out and wow. walking dead Terminus was like the scary thing where people got trapped and eaten in cannibals. So I was like, please, whatever you do, don't call it Terminus. But naturally he listened to me. Um, he didn't, but, uh, but yeah, the thing that I guess the takeaways, I'll just throw one out there and then, um, and then you throw out your stuff to Christina because I don't want to like monopolize um, for sure. But um, he was the first guy to really break it down. And I felt comfortable enough with him to really ask him what's up because there's so much fluff we talked about earlier. There's so many misconceptions with ABM that this was the, and, and it's almost like if you say anything against it, then you're the idiot, like the King's new clothes. So some people were taking it too far, but everyone's like, no, no, ABM is the best. And if you're kind of like, um, this, this doesn't sound like any different from normal. What do we, people are like, oh, you're a, you're a, you're a no man, no man. Right. You're, so, but Sangram was the one first, first person I felt comfortable um, just being like, okay, buddy, what's up? What is this stuff? And thankfully he's really smart. So he was able to summarize it for me and break it down into different areas. The idea of, uh, and then really the takeaway that I'll share is that it was just all about prioritizing your time. I'm like, what's the point of this, man? And he was like, look, just prioritizing your time. Instead of going after everybody, 
you go after a few people and you do more magical things for them. How about you, Christine? What, what did you get from this episode? Um, I think that the biggest takeaway that I had, and it was interesting because at the time um, when San Graham did this episode with you, I think it was just on the cusp of around the time when he was developing his book, ABM is B2B, and he touched on that in the episode. And what he really drove home was the fact that in um, in B2B marketing today, we cannot afford to be wasting time and resources on uh, prospects that are not going to buy from us. And uh, to your point about prioritization, ABM is really all about targeting um, accounts that look like your best customer, the people that are most likely going to buy from you. And it's totally not easy though, right? Because it's like, okay, Cool. Prioritize. And you're like, how? So I'm glad there was a couple other interviews to go through. Um, but there's, there's a lot to it. I'm obviously if I just picked his brain for 10 hours, you know, he would tell me all these things. I did, I did notice that he, um, he shared a message today or yesterday on LinkedIn. He put a, a course on LinkedIn courses. I, I hadn't heard of this, but um, it's like LinkedIn learning, e-learning, that kind of thing on ABM. And apparently his course has been watched by something like over 8,500 people. So those listening might be something you want to check out. Sangram, Vadre, also figuring out how to say his name. That was like a, a big success. Like you're, you're someone's friend for a while, but you don't exactly know how to say their last name. And my first, my first shot, he's like, yeah, that's it. So I was like, okay, phew, <laughs> that one's done. Um, yeah. Anything else on this one? I know we basically talked forever. Um, well, the, the only other thing that actually it, I mean, hearing stuff like this always inspires me as a marketer is I love how Sangram referred to our customers and our buyers as the heroes in their story mm. and that marketers are like the guide to the hero along their journey. And we need to give them uh, content that is relevant to their direct situation. Yeah. Like, um, kind of like uh, Yoda and Luke Skywalker, like um, Yoda is directing Skywalker on his Jedi path. He's not necessarily talking about um, him how to run a kingdom. He's helping him sure. find his Jedi powers. His, right. his message pertains to what he's going through. <laughs> right. Does that does that make him Yoda, and does that make Luke, me Luke Skywalker? Because that's a pretty cool analogy. If so, uh, yeah, we 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 can do that. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And that, I guess that makes you Princess Leia. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, Princess Leia is pretty awesome. So I'll take that. <laughs> for sure. And I don't know how long her hair is, but she wraps that stuff up like little cinnamon buns. And so Maybe I'll just do that for Halloween one time. Then you know what? Know. Or COVID, right? If you're, if you're in this thing long enough, you just wrap your hair up. Be like, eh, it's another roll in the bun. No big deal. Um, <laughs> awesome. So Nikki, episode 155. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Anyways, if this, if this kind of show and our conversation can inspire people to just check out a few of these episodes, because I know there's like 161, like you said, but specifically to ABM, these are the ones to write down. And also you can just Google, you know, Hardcore Marketing 155 and you'll get Nikki's. What I like about Nikki is that she is, speaking of Yoda and all these things, she's like the Han Solo traveling with Luke Skywalker because for the longest time she was at Terminus and Flip My Funnel and she helped Sangram launch the Flip My Funnel community, the events, all that. So all that buzz that Sangram took something like eight, I think I really think he took that term and blew it up, at least in my mind. Uh, but Nikki was the one that really executing the whole way. So um, amazing to see her 
you know, go along with Sangram and then just be able to pick her brain too. And be like, okay, what's, what's, what's up? What's real? I know Sangram's polished, but like, tell me the down and dirty practical ABM and how we get there. And I know her myth was about smashing ABM for large companies. It's like, it's not just for enterprise. It's for everyone. Um, how many are there, Jay? There's about 161 now that are published episodes. Jay was asking like how many episodes, but Hey, what, what's your take on, on Nikki? Cause I, I know there's a lot of things that I want you to go first on this one. I mean, so my biggest uh, practical takeaway from Nikki was I love how she drove home the message of your first step is to identifying your ideal customer profile. And then she went yeah. into detail about, you know, going in and using, um, you know, your CRM platform. So for a lot of us that Salesforce going in there, pulling reports and looking to see who are our best customers, who, what accounts have been with us the longest, um, what's their, um, average deal size, and then how long did it take to convert those accounts? Um, and what an encouraging piece that I took away from hers is that she said, after you do all that research and you have the data, don't have like data analysis paralysis. Like mm -hmm. you have to go out and take the leap and test it. I'm someone especially that will always question the data in front of me and see, okay, well, what other reports can I run to cross-reference this and make sure I'm absolutely sure. sure. I mean, at some point you just have to go and test and see, okay, is this, um, you know, the ICP of accounts that are going to engage with us the most and are going to want to buy with us? Yeah. So great, great conversation around targeting. And what, what happens for everyone listening, what, what happens is like, I have an initial conversation with Sangram and maybe I'm like a, I don't say ABM noob, but like, it's kind of like an ABM denier at the beginning, kind of like it's like acid rain or something, right? I'm like an ABM denier at the beginning, like, mm, or skeptic, right? Skeptic. And then I talk to Sangram, he, he helps me see that there's some good stuff to it. And then every episode after talking to him, and these aren't completely in linear order, but every single episode that comes, I'm able to take my knowledge a little bit deeper. And so you can kind of hear that, hear me asking better questions at the beginning. I'm like, what is this thing? Right. And then as we get deeper and deeper, it's like, okay, um, I'm game, but how do we target? How do you target Nikki? Right. It was, I was able to ask her those questions and she had some great answers, great practical advice for that. Um, my big takeaway from her, just super practical, tactical was the idea of putting your, putting LinkedIn tracking code on your website and uh, everyone, everyone here um, and everyone listening, do it, check it out, do it because mind blowing, because you know, I don't know if anyone knows about this and LinkedIn, if you go look at someone, there's a place you can go where you can find out who's looked at you and then they can see you've looked at them. As long as your privacy is set to like, if you're able, if people are able to see you visited, you'll see that they visited. And then I've got that like paid version. So I know everyone that's visited. So come visit me on LinkedIn. But um, so I know everyone that's visited me. Uh, but that kind of information is really cool. It's like, okay, eight people at Salesforce, 14 people, marketing managers, you know, one person in Australia, Brent, what's up, uh, right? It'll, it'll tell you on LinkedIn who visited. Um, and so one of the cool things is like, you could put that tracking code on your website, websites, and then you start collecting that kind of data. You don't know the name in particular, I don't think, but you know their demographics. You know, like 
marketing leadership, marketing manager, marketing director, North America, you know, eight of them, 30 of them have visited your site. And this really can come in handy because we were talking about selling to IT and, and there's IT process managers, IT project managers, IT asset managers. There's a lot of different kinds. And this can help you discover different tiered groups, different priority groups, different industries even over the, the data. And I, and I think we put it on our site, Christine, we're just waiting for the, the traffic to accumulate enough to give us some good data on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. We'll see what happens. But I, I love that she was so practical. What a great myth. And it's like, look, this is not for, you know, the big enterprises. This can be for everyone. And really, the smaller you are, the more you benefit from targeting because you have limited resources. It makes total sense. Right, right. Um, and another cool thing that she mentioned too, and yeah. in addition to tying with your LinkedIn ad tracking code is that oftentimes too, you could be targeting these accounts, but we all know that at some of our bigger accounts, there could be, you know, a buying committee of six to nine people. Mm -hmm. And as marketers, we want to penetrate each, you know, area of that buying committee. And if that data could reveal if there's a role on that buying committee that your team had not considered before and as far as like targeting and speaking to, and then that could be your shoe in to better help influence that account and then create right. that relationship with them. Right. Yeah, totally true. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, Nikki, she's amazing. By the way, all these people are amazing. You should, um, we'll tweet at them after this thing and but you should go follow them on Twitter. Um, hit them up. Uh, definitely listen to their episode. Their episodes are fantastic. I uh, can't say enough about it for sure. So next up, number 156. Wow, I feel like that's like back to back. It's like, I, do, I did feel like there was a lot of ABM recently, which is interesting. I think we made that an intentional thing. We really went after people because some people, uh, I, I think I had an interview the other day and then someone was like, based on your interview, it doesn't sound like you know ABM that well. And I was like, well, I'm asking questions. <laughs> like, that's what I do. But um, we're like, okay. Really? You don't think I know ABM? Let's, in, let's interview all these people. <laughs> and then if I still don't know ABM at the end of that, then you're right. But, um, but no, it's more of that discovery process. And you know, the thing is, like, I want to ask the dumb questions or I just want to be comfortable asking questions where it's like, how do you do this? Um, you know, no judgment. Again, you can't, you can't please everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, 156, Megan. Um, it was a really cool episode. And she is so amazing. I, like I felt like I was talking to Elon Musk on a lot of these episodes where I'm like asking like, how do you build a rocket? And they're just like, uh, well, centripetal forces and all these, like I just, it was like blown away. What's crazy about Megan is that she's been at doing marketing for different analysis companies, for, uh, analysts, um, serious decisions. I think she was at, um, couple other ones too some of the other ones uh, but serious decisions was the big one there she was do not only was she there but she was marketing the marketing analyst which is really interesting and one of the things that she smashed was this myth and i think everyone's probably heard of it and if you have you raise your hand throw it in chat by the way if you've heard of these episodes or any comments um those joining us here live you can go ahead and throw them in the zoom chat uh, you could set it to all panelists and attendees so everyone else can see your chit chat and you can start chit chatting and cut me out of it completely and have a good time with it. But uh, one of the things with her is that with serious decisions, there is a stat 67% of the buyer's journey is done before talking to sales. Well, it was, that was sort of the report the serious had, but she said it got taken so out of context that basically everyone in marketing used that to be like, see more, see sales. We don't need you. 
two thirds of it's us. You guys are lame. And she's like, no, that's not what she meant. She meant that it was done digitally. And it was just such an, such an inter- interesting time and crazy interview. What, what were your thoughts, Christina? Um, so my biggest takeaway from her was the focus of account-based marketing on the customer, mm. not necessarily even on the inbound, on the acquisition side, but growing your um, customers while, they're, while they've already been acquired, retaining them. And um, one of the coolest things that she said that really stuck with me throughout the episode is uh, asking your customer, you know, depending on what you do, whether it's, you know, you sell products or services, but to ask them, how can I help get you promoted? Really um, making, again, the customer, the hero, um, connecting back to what Sam Graham said. And then also too, um, when sales, marketing, operations, service, when they're all getting together and deciding who their target accounts are, if one of those accounts is your current customer, um, really establishing a goal of where, um, what the goals are that the customer has, how we want to help them grow, and then how we can help get them to the next letter and, um, level in a deeper relationship with our um, company. Yeah. You know, um, it's like that forgotten phase. I didn't get a chance to, to put that on the slide deck for Pardot plus ABM because um, it was more about Pardot than just ABM, but it's the forgotten phase. Like we forget all about, probably because we're busy in marketing, right? I mean, everyone's busy <laughs> and it's like, it's all we can do to get leads in. And then it's like, ah, market to the customers. That's like a whole nother job. But really that that's the crazy responsibility with marketing is that we go from from negative 10 people don't even know who we are there's a problem all the way through their customer now and ongoing customer and renewals and all those kind of things but that it kind of ties into what we're doing now even right we're doing webinars and content for people that are maybe just met us and if you just met us say hi in the webinar chat if you've known us for a while say that in the webinar how long have you know how long have you known cheshire impact put that in the webinar chat i'd be really curious to see but it you're right it's like it it's not just the acquisition side, but it's also beyond that, the customer. And I've seen stats that show it's so much more efficient and effective and so much cheaper, like 80% or some number like that, to get um, renewal business than it is to acquire a new customer. And that ABM stretches into that realm is really cool, really powerful. Yeah. 82. I love this. We're jumping around. Back in time. Lauren Mead, episode 82. Um, ah, what to say about her? I really liked Lauren. She, she was fun. She would like, I, she made learn, like we, I was learning I, for sure. I was learning talking to her. Um, sometimes I feel like a caveman on these episodes. Caveman learned ABM, you know, like, uh, but she was awesome. And, and it really talked to the whole idea of um, it. I brought this up too, because this is something I've experienced as a marketer, the idea of like marketing, we need to talk to our buyers. We don't do it enough at all. Marketing in the, o, in the OG days, in the old days, we talked to them all the time, right? We talked to them all the time and we owned the product and we owned all sorts of things and we did all the research groups and now it's like marketing can get put in a box, the pretty box and make the brand happy and pretty. And, but it's like, no, we need to talk to our customers. But then the, the hesitation is like, well, will sales be angry if we do? Will operations be angry? And, and the idea of, Oh, we need to get permission to talk to these people. I mean, get alignment, but you don't need to ask permission. Yeah, What's your take? 
I, I would I would definitely echo that theme of the idea of alignment with sales for hers. Um, Lauren really highlighted how powerful it can be to pair up with sales, um, especially on accounts that are a little bit more difficult to close. Um, which connecting back to if for those of you that were um, on the last webinar of Pardot um, plus ABM, Casey talked about the top tier one-to-one -one marketing, that idea that um, you deliver extremely catered, personalized marketing to those accounts and um, pairing a marketing and a sales team member for those more difficult accounts is a great way to align and make sure that all of that really personalized reach is done in steps so then that way that account has a consistent experience across with your marketing assets and then also when uh, they're talking to your sales team. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up. That is, it was a cool idea. And it's like, duh, but the idea of just pairing up a marketer with a salesperson. And the fact that she'd done it too. She wasn't just like saying, do this. She's like, no, we do it. Um, and it helps if you're doing it for the big accounts because you can't do it for like a thousand of them. But for the big ones, they made little hit squads, little teams that would talk and coordinate, even if it's two people or three people. Like, okay, how do we work together to help these guys out? And yeah, what a cool meeting to sit in on, you know, with just sales and marketing, just actually collaborating. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, another thing that I really enjoyed is how she encouraged marketers to sit in on a sales call. Um, if th that's a great place to start, if you cannot yeah. get in front of your buyers and your customers, um, you know, nothing is better than getting it straight from the source because sometimes, uh, for example, we know how to talk about our product or service, but how do our customers talk about it? And we always want to make sure that we're using their language and our content and in our marketing. So definitely like if you can't get in front of your buyers, see if you can sit in on a sales call and listen to the language that the buyers are using. hundred percent, hundred percent crazy times. Lauren, Lauren was cool. I know, um, I know we've kind of moved on, but uh, really like a shout out to her. Like we, we, we need to like get all these people <laughs> together for a party and uh, wouldn't that be cool? Like an ABM party. And uh, if anyone wants to join, it's only thousand dollars a ticket <laughs> or just look at the awesome. episodes and you'll learn everything you need to learn. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go to Nate. Ah, good old Nate, Nate Skinner. He, he's doing things. He's moving up in the world. Um, you know, former VP of marketing at Pardot. We put a little F next to his name instead of like retired RT, retired <laughs> F for formal. Um, he actually he has a quote on, on my book too, which is really cool. He's a good guy. Great marketer. And you know what's crazy? He did a quick stint at um, the tiny little marketing automation platform and Oracle gobbled him up. So now he's like a senior vice president at Oracle right now. Um, which I technically is the other side. And so, you know, he can't come over to play anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but he's a, such a smart guy. Um, what, what kind of things did you get from Nate in his episode? Um, what I really liked about with him is, um, so continuing on the theme of aligning with uh, sales, is he really drove home the importance of sales and marketing having the same goal, which is revenue. Um, he made it clear that, 
you know, it's great in marketing when we have people engaging and, you know, liking our social media, sharing it, um, you know, registering for our webinars and everything. And all of our numbers could be in the green. It could, we could be excited and hitting um, marketing's goals. But if none of that actually helps sales close deals and reach their goal, then what is the point? He drove home the importance of not only just understanding your buyers and the language that they're using to describe their problems, but really to know where your buyers are mm. and the platforms that they are. So then that way you can, um, get away from that spray and pray method of like, Oh, I'm just going to sprinkle my content across all these different platforms. Cause we know that there are so many platforms out there today, but now you can really prioritize and think, okay, where are my buyers spending the most time? Yeah. What platform? And then use your marketing um, to target that specific platform to reach them. Yeah, totally. The language of the sales and aligning their goals uh, to each other, right? As opposed to mm -hmm. marketing, having their little MQL goals and their little cool PLA abbreviations. And it's like, no, what, what is sales is goals and, and their goals are vocab that they know. So if you make those goals, your goals, then guess what? You're on the same page. It can be as simple as just using the same language. Um, so the huge takeaway also the, you mentioned um, not only the, you know, setting the same goals, but uh, for, for me, I, I do like, he had this level level head approach, right? And whenever I hear this, I go, oh, okay, this person's not trying to sell me something. Uh, maybe it's because he wasn't doing VP of marketing for an ABM software platform. But he was just part of it, right? Or now Oracle. Um, he brought the, the idea that it doesn't replace all of your other marketing strategies, right? So ABM, you don't need to bow down and worship at the altar of ABM and to you know, have no other gods but ABM, right? You can, you can have multiple <laughs> gods. You can have multiple lead sources, um, or maybe one God, but then multiple lead sources. There we go. And we get ourselves in trouble. But um, the, the idea that you can, you can you know, do different techniques, um, and I see this play out really well when you do the tiered approach. Tier one is your, your 10 or your 25, your key, key people you're going after. Tier two is like the magic middle. Maybe it's 100, the hundreds. I've heard it said like tens, hundreds, and thousands. Um, and, you know, add zeros if you need to for your company. But like the fact that, Tier three for me has always been business as usual, which I think is really good to hear because then it's like, okay, cool. We're not stopping what we're doing because we heard Sangram at Flip My Funnel, right? We're not stopping because we went to the Flip My Funnel. We're all geeked out and want to do something new. Cool. Do something new. Prioritize those people, but doesn't have to exclude everyone else. They can still get their tier three activities. So I really like that he was level about it, not he wasn't like, you know, at a Michael Jackson concert screaming, you know, he was just like, no, okay, so this is how it is. Very level. Um, this is what approach we take very matter of factly. Right. And I think that's cool because that's when you've got someone who's a real pro because then it's not like, Ooh, I'm excited about this thing. He's like, yeah, this is what we do. And I think that's what a lot of people think too, is they're not so super jazzed about ABM. It's just what you do and what they've done in their company, maybe for decades and so I, I know I can relate to when people are super enthusiastic about something, um, I'm either going to join them or I'm going to be skeptical, right? It's like one or the other. Um, so it was great to see Nate take that approach to it. He's a good, good, good guy. There, Nate, that Nate Skinner. Also too, um, for those of you on, uh, just because we're still on the idea of the sales and marketing aligning on the same goal, I want to give a shout out to 
uh, Logan Childs. He's our yes. senior director of sales here at Cheshire Impact. Um, if you're a marketer and you are struggling with aligning with your sales team, it, it, it can be difficult sometimes. Um, reach out to Logan, get yeah. his take, or even just listen to his episode. I believe it's episode number 137. Um, he talks with Casey and he lays it out about how to um, align with your sales team and um, what and just the practical things that you can do to just talk to them and even yeah. the questions that you can ask them to get their attention and to make them realize of, hey, like, we're not doing this just for our health. We're doing it because we actually care about your goals and we really want to align on this. Yeah. I love you brought him up. I mean, he is a, he is a rock star. He probably should have his own slide. He's got a, <laughs> he's funny looking guy um, with a beard and um, his style is very unique. Um, but somehow he's always cooler than I am. I don't know. I don't know how he pulls it off, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like he's a director of sales. He used to work at Pardot and you're right. First thing I would say is you know, if you're having trouble aligning with sales, listen to his episode. He literally says what sales wants from marketing. Like I asked him and he told me, he wasn't like, oh, you're my boss. Let me tell you what you want to hear. It's like, no, this is what we want. Um, because for those listening, Christina and I do the marketing for Cheshire Impact as well. Um, producing the podcast as well as the marketing, partner marketing, internal marketing, all that jazz. By the way, if you have any questions, you can throw them in the chat. But um, yeah, so we do that. And he was just like, we, now we routinely ask him this too. So it wasn't the first time I've asked him on the podcast because we're always saying like, what do you want, Logan? What can we get you? How can we help? And some of the podcasts we've heard have always encouraged us to be yes people when it comes to sales requests. It's like, I want this. Okay, cool, cool. How can I make that for you? Um, but yeah, Logan just totally lays it out. And I love that you brought the idea of like talking to him for sure. Talk. He will totally talk to you. His Calendly link, you just click it and fill something out. He will show up and you can just pick his brain and be like, Logan, I don't want to buy anything right now. I just want to figure out how to decipher my sales team. And he'll do, he'll do that. So there's a, there's a shot across the bow for Logan Childs, the man, the myth, the legend. And speaking of powerful, um, Latney, Latney Conant, um, amazing. And I don't think I really knew how amazing she was till after the interview or like during the interview where you're talking, you're like, wow, this person's really like got it figured out. Um, and, and then afterward, everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And then you see her everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's probably good that I didn't know who I was talking to. It's way better that I don't know who I'm talking to. Otherwise I might be like, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so what can I learn from you today? No, I was just, I just, you know, best thing is just treat people like real people. And I was just asking her about ABM. Um, and she, I mean, her myth was the thing we brought up earlier, the idea of it being a buzzword, a silver bullet that you just shoot that thing and it's just going to happen. And it actually, she was like, no, it's just really good marketing, which is funny because that's Sangram's new book um, is ABM is B2B. And you hear a lot of this now, which is cool. I like seeing that this trend has changed where it's gone from ABM is everything. Like give it your blood and it will give you leads. It's <laughs> like ABM is good marketing. It's good B2B. Like it's, it's, it's a good thing. So Latney did talk to me about a bunch of stuff. What was your takeaways with her? 
Um, my biggest thing with her is how it, you could almost use her episode kind of like an ABM checklist. Um, cause yeah. she, yeah, she goes through and I can even picture her now. She was like laying up the fingers of like, this is, these are the five keys to ABM. And she lays it out, like select the best accounts, you know, know them, engage with them, collaborate with sales as Casey and I were just saying, and, uh, and then track the real stuff. Yeah. And then she also goes into then from there because you don't want to do ABM in a silo as we've been talking throughout this whole thing of the keys to align with sales. So hers is another good one to check out because she goes through how trust uh, transparency and time horizon are um, your essential pieces in order to um, really get on the same page with your sales team. Right. Right. For sure. She was fantastic. And I think what was great about her, she's at Sixth Sense. And if you guys haven't heard about Sixth Sense, you should check it out because we literally had, huh, I used to say literally a lot um, with the Del Ravella and other people, but thankfully I've gotten off that. Um, but we, her, her, her Sixth Sense, like it comes up all the time. A lot of the, I tried to avoid saying literally, and that's what screwed me up. <laughs> so I'll, <laughs> A lot of people come on the show, uh, VPs of marketing, other people, and they'll say like, yes, I use Sixth Sense. It kicks ass. And I'm frankly curious to, to no end because they have so, had so many people say that. And so many people say that like, yeah, like Latin, other people will come and join the meetings and just help us strategize. And she was the first person that brought up the dark web uh, for me, the dark funnel at least. And um, I know we've had, we've had some other conversations previously on the dark web. I can't remember who that was, but her, I, I picture her. Um, and she had that, she has an app that helps you figure out how to tag your key. We'll, we'll have to figure, we'll have to look that one up. But um, yeah, talking about the dark funnel, the idea of there are people with intent and the idea of intent data. This is the first time intent data really got matched up with ABM. Is it, there are people out there looking for your stuff. You don't know about it yet. And, using things like Sixth Sense and other things to understand who is looking. And, and it can be one thing to just be like, of the whole world who is looking, but instead of my key accounts, is anyone from my key accounts looking? If so, then we should act differently and treat them differently and reach out to them and go visit them. But taking action based on that intent data. This is the first time I really started getting into that. Um, and I was kind of a noob at the beginning, but by the end I felt really excited about trying that kind of thing out. For sure. And I think too, um, that idea of intent data is that's also ties back to what we were saying about Nikki Nixon with go and test. Um, because once you start forming your ideal customer profile, that list of your top tier target accounts is you can look to see is, do I have the right, um, ICP when you go in and look to see if our people from that, like from that ideal profile, like even searching for what your product or service provides. Right. And, and to your point about the checklist, like more than we could cover now here, but the fact <laughs> that the five keys, to the ABM process and the three keys to aligning with sales, I remember writing them down, running out of notebook paper on this particular <laughs> one. Cause I, what I always do, I don't know if people know this, but I always have like a one sheet printer paper and uh, I write on front and back and that's it. Like that's all I have. And so I end up, cramming more and more into it but yeah i loved her ordered list because it just made it very clear for what i should do and go after so that's definitely something that i would recommend people check out it's almost like a tutorial uh, like a master class on abm this is from latney there cool episode 13 okay this is exciting this is a low number right 
Were you even around here, Christina, for this? I, I was not. <laughs> um, so this was like BC, right? This was episode 13 BC before Christina. Um, it, crazy to think about. Heidi. So Heidi Vandermeer, I don't even remember how we got connected, but what's crazy is she's a marketer who is way into ABM. She's, so she's a marketing manager, but previously she was sales like frontline sales. Um, so what I liked about her conversation, she was very practical and tactical. Like I was in sales. This is what I hated about marketing. This is what I loved about it. And then I lo loved it so much, I got into marketing full time. And that was her story. And it was intriguing. And I loved just hearing how she did um, what she did. Like in how she, she made that transition as a salesperson and want to get into marketing. And then also practically how she deployed on the ABM side. Right. And at the time too, when she did this episode, it, uh, she was actually at a uh, Uber flip. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I saw the security compass and I was wondering about that. Yeah. 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 That's so that's where she is now. And Ooh. then, um, when, <laughs> when she did the episode, she was at Uber flip and yeah. I don't know, um, if you all know who Uber flip is, but, uh, they deal with, uh, the content experience. You'll hear that reference in a lot of what they do, but, uh, Heidi really connected the idea of, um, activating your content. So we have all this, um, marketing content out there trying to reach our targeted accounts. However, though, if we don't actually um, create other content off of it or advertise our content itself in any way, then it is just going to sit there and it's not going to reach our targeted accounts. Um, an example of this would be um, connecting back to what we said with Nate Skinner is really understanding where buyers are, knowing their platforms, and then uh, post about the content that you just produced that is helpful to those specific targeted accounts on those platforms. Or if you have a webinar coming up, create an ad campaign that directly targets um, the contacts at those accounts and then invite yeah. them to your campaign, to your webinar. You just spent all that time creating that content. You don't want it to just sit there. Yeah. That content activation, um, her and Randy from Uberflip, um, when I chatted with both of them, it just, they drove home the point about content and not wasting it. And it ties in beautifully, like you've said with ABM, because you've got a sales team who could use it if they knew that it was available and for what purpose right? It's there. So um, just getting them in the loop on it. I know she shared some tools that she's used to, to get content in front of them so they can use it faster uh, and that kind of thing. And then really the idea of that one-to-one -one relationship with the largest accounts, like going crazy or like to the mattresses and the Godfather, like just you can pull out all the stops with those top tier accounts. And that was really exciting. I really enjoyed talking to her. She's super smart. That is so cool to see that she's actually moved on to a new company and um, not cool that she's left Uberflip, but cool that she's moving on and up in the world. And she is actually the ABM manager at this new company. So cool that she was able to continue on that ABM trend. So wait, by the way, you, so I guess you went back and listened to that, uh, that episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was, was like, was like old school Casey. Did I sound any different? Did it, it, it was, it was. Go back, go back a slide. Go back. I, um, <laughs> I loved it yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. What was different about it? Um, I think it was just more the way you were starting out your episode. I just, um, 
it's always so exciting for me, the build up to the marketing myth and how dialed in you have that introduction. And with <laughs> Heidi, it was more uh, kind of dancing around it. And then it. she she was getting excited for it. But I don't know. Uh, I think that would probably be the, the biggest thing that I noticed between today and then what it was like uh, before being here. <laughs> it's so crazy because we shared, um, we shared, uh, oh gosh, um, buyer persona. Um, Adele, Adele. Ravella. Yeah. That was like my third episode. Yeah. And Adele Ravella is like the bomb. And th- that episode got shared on Sangram's Flip My Funnel podcast. And people really liked it, got some great feedback on it, even from France. But what was crazy is like, that was my third episode. So I hear I was interviewing Adele, God bless her. And she was so nice to me <laughs> and she didn't eat me alive. But uh, man, she was so smart. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sure things have changed dramatically. I'd be curious, if, you know, those have listened and even those uh, listening to this recording on the podcast or those in the chat, just, you know, if you've heard any differences or changes, um, my my smashing of myths evolved over time to be like, Oh yeah, this is how we do it. And like the theme and the format of the show really kind of evolved organically. So um, it's kind of fun to think about every now and then we got to do these shows and just really think about what has changed and what stayed the same. Um, and then every now and then you got to go back and listen to those oldies, oldies, but goodies. There's some good ones tucked in there. Sure. If, if anyone can actually do the whole Casey's build up to the myth, like, let me smash a myth, a marketing myth, misconceptions, you know, then, then what he says. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Do the thing. Do you, do you know the, the, the spiel? <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll do my best case yeah. impression. All right. So let me smash a, um, smash a myth for me, a marketing myth, misconceptions, you know, something that drives you crazy. Or, or I, I don't know right. if I did as good of a job. As you know, yeah. You just needed the hammer. Here you go. Here's the hammer. <laughs> Here you go. You got it? I'll, I'll take it. I'll okay. take it. Smash then, for me some kind of myth, <laughs> bogus strategy, misconception. Set the record straight once and for all. Oh I missed this. I missed the second the record straight once yeah, and for yeah, all. Totally. I missed it. <laughs> it's funny. I don't even have a script for that, but it just sort of like evolved and now I just say it. I don't even but, remember. But but it's awesome. It's it yeah. sounds great every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need a good way to start it though. Like I'm all excited when I hit record for the first time. I'm like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> hey but we do the hey thing already in the intro so it's like i can't repeat that i don't know but anyways yeah well well done i think you get a nine out of ten i don't know if everyone else agrees nine out of ten for that introduction oh thanks uh you keep working on it keep a couple more I'll, episodes I'll you'll have it uh, brent says 9.5 so oh thanks Brent. Right, you're too kind yeah. she will edit you nicely later brent <laughs> um episode 110 jen spencer my goodness, she is like on fire. She's got the red hair, but I feel like it's like on fire. <sighs> like she um, kind of like Hades from Hercules. Remember that one? You ever see that movie? Yes, I love, yeah, I love that yeah. movie. And, and Hades is a cool character, so we're not saying she's the devil or anything, but no, she's just like on fire for this episode. Um, I really loved it because the myth that she smashed was that marketing should stop nurturing leads when they become an opportunity, right? Um, and it's like, no. And it's like, again, she was tying to the whole process, right? It's not about your little tiny mini silo marketing. It's the whole thing. So I think in marketing, we sometimes hold ourselves back by just thinking about 
the the old day silo of like just marketing. If we kind of keep ourselves in our in our lands, we'll be safe. And I think it's the opposite for marketing. We need to expand and touch everything. So you can't possibly get rid of us because we touch everything. We can't just stay in our, in our little silos like we did in the old days and just get you a lead and then pass it over to sales. And I hope they call them. You know, it's like, no, we want to follow up with you. Did you call them? Did you like them? Were they a good lead? What, how were they a good lead? Like, and then how's that customer? And then, you know, just being a part of the whole thing, not just dropping it as soon as it becomes an opportunity. There's a chance to nurture people across the board. Yeah. And I think that uh, one of the things that also helps to inspire me that uh, Jen was saying here is that uh, we want to nurture our customers uh, while they're still with us. And then also too, but creating content in the simplest form that just helps them do their job better. Uh, I don't, we do, I feel sometimes as marketers, we complicate the situation when really uh, at the end of the day, we just want to provide value to our customers and help them. So if our content isn't helping to do their job better, then what is it doing really? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like busy work or something. Yeah. Look it's, how cool I am. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's almost kind of like then we create content just to kind of check off a box or say, oh, yeah, I, I did my marketing for the day. No. <laughs> that happens a lot, especially yeah. in big companies where you can hide. Like mm -hmm. people don't know how ineffective individuals are sometimes in bigger companies. Just do content. We were talking the other day about that one field. We were talking about cleaning up a field in Salesforce. And it's like mm -hmm. if we were a large enterprise, our project for the next three months might just be that. Right. And it was like, thank goodness we're not in a big company. We're in a small company where we don't have to hang our hats on. Can we get this field cleaned up and automated and stuff? And, but did that really help a customer out? No. Did it help our sales counterparts? No. Like it was, it would just be busy work. So I'm just glad we don't have to do that. But sometimes you're in that, you're in that, that crazy role where you, that sucks. You should leave and do something different, more fun. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, her quote was cool. Uh, just because you have lead nurture campaigns set up does not mean they are good, right? And this goes back to the content, whether it's content or especially the nurturing campaigns. Just because they're live doesn't mean they're helping people or effective. Um, it's good to get something created, but then really making sure that, you know, it, it's almost too late. Like if you go back and try to check it afterward, ooh, is our nurturing campaign helping people? Maybe we can ask them if it is or not. Let's get them to fill out a, a, a survey form about how effective our nurturers are. It's like, if you do it that way, it's almost like you're always trying to play catch up, you know, and you never really can catch up. I think the better way of doing it is designing it from the beginning to be effective and helpful, designing it from the start to be helpful. If you do it that way, then it's just groovy. You know, you don't have to worry about it. And if you don't have the stats to track it, you can't get people to fill out your survey. It doesn't matter because you know you've designed it to answer the questions that are constantly being asked and you've, you've checked those things out. So now you're just doing, you're just executing and you're just helping people that way. And uh, Christopher Engman. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's fun. Now you get to be a part of this, Christina. I know you're using the wings. Like, oh my God, Casey, you're running out of time. We are <laughs> running out of time. It's like three fifty nine. Um, for people listening, they're like, what? No, it's like 8am. What's going on, Casey? Um, yeah, so we're getting to the top of the hour. And what we always do, it's a tradition for webinars here, is that we just go over. And if you, if you can't make it for those who are here live, if you got a hard stop, you got a bounce, awesome, peace, say hi, grab some cookies on the way out. If you want to hang more, great. 
because I think we have a couple more. Actually, there's two more um, and then just some more chit-chat. So we're going to hang out. And if people want to hang out with us, all right. But they don't have to. So that's how we do things here. Normally, it's a little more like, oh, my gosh, don't leave because I've got nine more slides to tell you about Pardot and, and ABM. But in this case, it's like, cool. You can always catch us on the recording, which a lot of people do for sure. Uh, yeah, Jay, exactly. See, Jay is demonstrating it perfectly. Jay's like, gotta go. Hey, all right, man. Um, terrific session. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. It's probably because Christina's here. Oh, uh, thanks, Jay. We talking before, so it's all you. Um, so yeah, 157. Chris, tell me, what, what's your take on him? Uh, his biggest thing was um, quantifying marketing correctly and measuring the, the right items. And um, I think that one thing that he talked about uh, in measurement is where you're investing your time and efforts. Um, one of the things that struck a chord with me is that I know that marketers were always just trying to get, um, we're always trying to generate leads and we're focused on getting those leads over to sales and then inbound and okay, what can I do to get more leads? But if we focus so much of our time on uh, lead generation and inbound and not as much on um, the customer journey and then also what happens after that, like, like okay, we, we just uh, you know, did part one, but what comes next? What is part two? Um, so really making yeah. sure that we still um, put that time in to invest those uh, targeted account-based marketing efforts into the customer journey uh, as well. We've talked about the importance of that customer phase. I think a lot of people talked about it, but he was one of the first ones to specifically say like, yes, you need to invest money into it. Like you need mm -hmm. to put resources and time to create more content and more funnels and more things for your customers. Not just like, oh yeah, they got to give something to our customers, but it's like an afterthought. It's like, no, yes, you're going you're gonna to extend yourself in the ABM sense to your customers after they purchase. And you have to double down and invest. Maybe it's a whole other person if you're a larger company invested solely in marketing to your customer base. He really was all about putting the money where it goes in the right spots. Right. And then another thing that he was saying is how a lot of companies overspend uh, on events. And, uh, yeah. but that, but that makes sense. They, they want their, their marketing qualified leads. It just, it drove um, home. But I know that another person that you spoke to on the show, I'm trying to remember which guest it was, but they were uh, saying how um, if you go to an event, you don't necessarily need to do your, your booth. Uh, you don't necessarily need to throw down the extra money for the sponsorship, right. but a great way to incorporate uh, attending an event or, go, or being present at an event with your uh, targeted accounts is look to see who from those targeted accounts is going to that event. Get in touch, set up meetings ahead of time, or um, figure out what they like and then create an extra personalized experience for them yeah. in person. I mean, especially now, like, we have to do so many things virtually and via video that when you do get to do that, have in-person experience, like do whatever you can to wow them. Right. Right. Yeah. He, he got, he, he started out with like numbers and math. We got really practical with that stuff. Um, and even telling the stories of, to your point, not investing in the bigger expenses, but going, going local and like road shows. That was a theme that came on for several other episodes after him too. Just instead of the big show, invest in the little shows, if anything. Um, 
And what, and just so people know, this guy for sure is someone to check out. He's very smart. He's over in Amsterdam or Netherlands or Sweden. It kind of blurs for me until I visit those countries. It's going to blur for me. One of those. Um, I think it's the Netherlands. I think it, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't guess to save my life right now, but um, I could, <laughs> I hope it would, I hope it'd work, but really smart guy. He's essentially a mathematician. He's essentially like a theoretical, theoretical physicist mathematician and a marketer and an entrepreneur so you kind of smush those things together he does the math and so the two things he kept repeating was um i've done the research on this and also um what was the other thing the the and the math the math models also so he not only has the math models that work but he's also done the research and so he kind of does both he like does the science and the theories and the theorems, but then he also has research. And the big takeaway he had hit on there, and I know we're kind of talking about it, like it'll be like shots fired, we put it on this webinar, but it was really big and we've stayed to the end. You few, you lucky few who've stayed, stayed to the end, stayed to the end. Um, he literally said, there's literally again, um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he stayed so long. Um, he, he said, look, you invest too much in sales when you should be investing in marketing. He's the first person I've not only heard say that, but actually justify the hell out of it. He literally, I almost said that. He has the math on it, right? So he was, and it's like definitely caveman mode on this one because he was, he was throwing down, I got to get his book for sure and read that before I have him come. If I haven't come back on and I haven't read his book, he'll probably scourge me. Um, but uh he was so, he was, I kept asking him like basic questions and he was like, yeah, check out my video series. Um, but he, he has the math on it to show and just, and he, you just think about the exercise, right? Okay. One salesperson, um, or a bigger company, uh, a hundred salespeople all making a hundred thousand dollars. There's a million dollars. Okay. All right. Um, maybe they're not that busy. They don't have enough leads what could you spend a million dollars on in marketing to really get more leads and traffic? What if you did an ABM program and now you had an extra million dollars or even an extra hundred thousand dollars, depending on, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of an interesting conversation. If you're in sales be like, Oh, don't, don't listen to Chris Eggman, but uh, really brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guy. And, and he's not only has he done this, but he literally has, I keep saying that. See, we're on this kick now, Christina, he has done this with multiple companies and come into them as an investor or a board member or an advisor, advise them to trim up their sales team and invest deeper and heavier in marketing. And I, and I love that he's doing that because whether company needs to even trim their sales team or just invest more in marketing, it's, it's his math and his work that really goes a long ways to promoting that and to making that not just foo-foo science, but something that would stand up to the CFO. Like he was doing CFO level math with us um, amazing stuff. Uh, really cool guy. That, that was my big takeaway. And he, he said it and I was like, Ooh, wow, you said it. But then he backed it up with, with science and facts and research. It was crazy. Yeah. He, he was discussing the idea of marketing mixed modeling and yeah, yes. his, yeah, his company proof analytics, they talk about that. And then his book is called mega deals uh, mega for deals. those of you that are interested and he also goes into how it's a firm belief of his that any major marketing leader that they should have a basic understanding of 
analytics and also just how data works and, fo and forms together. So I believe he also has a few videos of just breaking down um, an understanding of marketing does, mixed modeling yeah. and how that works together. So go and check out Christopher Engman. We have all of that as links in the show notes too yeah. on his episode as well. Yeah. And uh, Brent says he's from Sweden. Thanks for doing that. Now I can at least say it the right way once at least. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Scott, is this, is this our last one? This is our last one before. Okay, so last one, people. Hard and you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, but you're probably home and you can't come <laughs> here. So, hey, it works out. Episode 150. This is more recent. Scott Vaughn. Um, who I called Chris Vaughn on the webinar the other day. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> Christina's like, no, his name is Scott. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, good friend of mine. And I called him the wrong name. Uh, I think I, I just talked to a, a really powerful Chris Walker as well. So I'm getting the names mixed up. But Scott, really cool guy. Um, he coaches marketers. He advises them. He does marketing himself with Integrate, which is a really interesting company. If you haven't heard of, you should check it out. It's all about, it's like the marketing automation. It's like the glue in your lead gen process before you get to marketing automation. Very interesting, um, especially for the enterprises who have like nine different things, 9,000 different things going on at the same time and they need to keep it all straight. Um, really cool guy. But the myth he smashed was that ABM is not a strategy, it's a mindset. And this goes back to that very beginning where we're talking about buzzwords and whatnot. And... And I actually know because in the book, I don't know if anyone's got the book yet. You probably, it's on the podcast. You've heard an ad. You'll hear another ad uh, for it. But um, the, the autom marketing automation book, um, Marketing Automation Unleashed. So in there, one of the things I broke down was the word strategy. And Christine, you will encounter this many, many more times. The word of like, let's get strategic on this. Hopefully not here. If you ever hear me say that, you can... <laughs> I don't know, punish me somehow. So it's like, let's go strategic on this. Strategic, look it up, Google it, Google strategy. It literally just says, have a goal and then have a plan to execute that, to get to that goal. That's it. And so, I mean, there's no, that's not really an ABM. ABM strategy is a goal and a way to get to it. Maybe the way to get to it includes some ABM tactics and some ABM mindset, but really, Scott was encouraging us to be strategic without thinking like ABM had to be the overall strategy. And, and for me and the takeaway, and I'll pass it to you, Christina, is he was like, look, the M in ABM is probably its worst enemy because if this is an account-based marketing strategy and you're going to try to align with sales, you're like, hey guys, this is account-based marketing. Uh, I, I want to work with you on this. They're like, why don't I care? I'm not in marketing. I'm in sales. Marketing, go do your thing. I'm going to keep doing my sales thing. And burp, now we're not aligned. Great. Oh, great. Not aligned. Um, like, like, that's the whole point. So if you drop the M, and I try to get him to come up with a different letter, but um, I hear account-based everything or account-based engagement, ABE, good old Abe, um, that might try to address that. Because if you're like, hey, this is account-based engagement, this involves sales, marketing, ops, customer service, so-and-so, cool, we're all on board. It's not like marketing owns this or that. I think it's a good, good, good approach. But um, he actually said there's a step before ABM and it's all about the go-to-market mindset. And the idea of go-to-market planning is like definitely something I've encountered as an entrepreneur 
um, knowing I need to do more of it. And there's never seems to be enough time, but what's great is Scott's done it. And so I, I picked his brain and that this is what happens on the show. And, and not everyone knows this, but I'm not asking like made up questions. These people do not send us, Christina, you can verify. They don't send us, um, like you should ask Scott this. Sometimes they're podcast bookers, um, but their guests are never usually that good. Um, it's people we seek out and we're like, wow, we saw you on stage at this event or we heard you were talking about this or another guest said we should talk to you. And so when I'm asking Scott things like, well, Scott, what is a go-to-market strategy? Like, how do you come up with your, he says, do go-to-market first, then ABM. I'm like, well, Scott, okay, first of all, what is it? And then how do I do it? And he broke it down. He broke it down. And essentially, it's just understanding who you are, what you sell, who your customer is, the pain that you're solving for them as a company. And it's before you even get to marketing. This is like at the CEO level. Everyone should be thinking, how do we address the pain of the customers? How many customers are in our market? How many can we address? It's like these big level, higher level thinking exercises that have to happen before you do ABM, before you do any of your marketing. Um, and sometimes companies don't do that. And so we're kind of like, in limbo in marketing, we have to make it up on our own, but really that should have been done first or should be done first before we go into all these other programs. So I, that was my big takeaway from him. I could talk about him for a long time, but he's really, really nice guy. Um, my, my big takeaway from him was identifying the influencers in your target markets. And I yeah. think uh, this is kind of a step beyond identifying your ideal customer profile. So when you identify, maybe it's a particular industry that you're going after is in your target market. Um, look to see who the influencers are in that industry. Who are people listening to? Who yeah. are the, uh, the thought leaders on social media? Because once you identify the influencers, then you can start in connecting with them and engaging with them. And then soon your brand becomes associated within that sphere of influence to your target accounts. It's, it's just another uh, step that you can take in order to get um, to start getting into that, um, profile that especially if you are, um, if you're trying to go after a new industry. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy trying to summarize his episode, his and, and, um, Chris <laughs> and <laughs> Christopher and Scott, all, all the different like wizards really hard to summarize their episode, but just something that stands out and very memorable. He's a very smart guy, very caring. And I think he really appreciated the questions, just the genuine learning um, process. He was just happy to teach and share and all these things. But I definitely got the sense that the go-to-market, go-to-marketing is, uh, go-to-market uh, research and planning is, it's like, there's a lot to it, but we don't have to overthink it. We just, it's thinking about who we, who are we helping, right? Who are we helping? How many of them are there? And if they all give us money, how much we're going to make? Like it's the kind of things that companies need to think about so they could go after a market and then give sales and marketing the, the direction. These guys, we're going to help them. And then marketing and sales, we can kind of give them our feedback. Yes, they're saying they want this stuff. Or sales is saying, no, they hate us. Do we need a different market? But it's like, it's that kind of dialogue that needs to happen before just launching into some ABM tactics. Totally. What? We didn't talk about part out at all, did we? we the, the screen we're showing for those listening is like, did we just talk all about ABM and not include Salesforce and part out in that conversation? Well, we kind of talked about it, I think. 
And then now, Christina, why don't you tell us what you have distilled down for us, like a like a like a distillery, <laughs> like a like a vodka distillery in the in the woods of South Carolina. Tell us what you've created for us here. I, I love that. I love the comparison. Now you got to talk in a country accent though as you deliver this. Oh no, my country accent is terrible. Is it terrible? How I, terrible is it? It's 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 so bad. Um, it's so bad that I'm going to spare everyone from hearing it. That's how okay. bad it is. Unless someone like votes for it and raises their hand, in which case we'll have to do it. Oh yeah. Dear. Okay, go ahead. What what is this list that you you've boiled down like some takeaways or what? So what I did was I took all of the overarching themes that we've touched on from our takeaways from the episodes into these overall themes. So for those of you listening, um, one is identify your ICPs, such as like, who are your best customers? Okay, and hold on a second. We've literally had 50% of the audience um, raise their hand and or um, Brent actually just threw it out in the chat. Now, I don't know, Brent, maybe now you're getting in trouble, but they literally have asked to, to hear your country accent. So I, I, put you on the spot, maybe. I don't know. Um, you're <laughs> Howdy, Christina. Tell us what you have for us here. Identify your ICP. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. We'll make a clip of that and put it on social. Right. So once you once you have your ICP, you want to target those accounts, engage with them, and then you want to measure. But within those overall themes, I've actually taken um, the technology and I've drilled down a little bit more than that of practical things that you can do with your um, the, with the platform, Salesforce, Pardot, Advertisement Studio, B two B marketing analytics, how those all fit into this. And the reason why I have referred to Pardot plus ABM, and then I even have the, um, the URL to get to the recording is because Casey talked through all of this on the Pardot plus ABM webinar that we did recently. So this was just a big shout out to that yeah. webinar saying like, That's cool. Hey, just so you all know, there isn't necessarily talking about ABM without mentioning, um, how useful the technology can be to go in and enhance your, um, your approach going into that. I love it. Got to pay the bills, right? But this this month is like ABM month. So um, good point, right? This particular webinar, we're just sharing our thoughts, but we, webinar, podcast, conversation, whatever. Um, but we did have other things that people can listen to. Um, and by the way, if people want to see the slide you're talking about or any of these slides, go hit up YouTube. YouTube will have the same episode. It'll have the slides as well. Um, and then Christina's got a link down to treasureimpact.com slash webinars where you can check out all the ABM webinars. <laughs> and now we've got our resources. Um, what resources stand out to you the most? Because I know we got a slide here. Rather than just talking to you, which ones do you, do you like the most? How do you learn? Do you know how you've learned? Have you figured that out? Uh, I think I, it, it's so tough. I think I learned the best through... Through reading, probably I'm I'm a, I love books. Um, so obviously, uh, marketing automation unleashed by Casey Cheshire himself. Hey, um, <laughs> five stars on Amazon. <laughs> discusses how you can uh, lever or use just practically use marketing automation and the steps that you can take. But all of that fits into account based marketing and what we're yeah. talking about. And then also, ABM is B two B by um, Sang. He so he has account based marketing for dummies, but I really suggest um, his second book because he goes into 
everything that he and then his team at Terminus has learned since that first mm-hmm. book. And then he, ta- he takes you through specific um, real life examples. So some of you may be listening thinking, oh, this all sounds lovely, but it, it, you know, can my team do it? Yes, they can. They can. So go Sorry. team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take, uh, take the inspiration from both of those books. But if you're not a reader, um, definitely check out these podcast episodes. And then, um, or if, if books, if you don't have time to read the books and you may not have time to dedicate to a whole webinar, um, there's also blog articles. Um, uh, Casey broke down uh, Scott Vaughn's episode and he talks about the step that, the step that most marketers miss uh, before implementing ABM. So definitely check out those resources. But yeah, some good, good articles on there for sure. Um, I, I agree with you. The ABM is B2B. I feel like it's like the next level mature book, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas like, you know, maybe everyone was kind of like, yay, ABM for dummies. Let's all be dummies. But like this next book is like, I, I remember the very beginning of it even breaks down. Like, look, we're going to just kind of like a la Casey. He didn't say that, but he should. We're going to smash myths. We're going to like, misconceptions people people have objections people have stories we're just going to lay it all out in the line right at the beginning and i like that he did that very very true and telling for sure cool oh yeah we have this this next one coming up for sure um and so you know for people listening like i can't see it casey well there's just a little promotional slide um we've got a a webinar coming up but um this, I'm really looking forward to this event. This is going to be an amazing panel discussion with Logan Childs, the great man that we um, mentioned earlier. And for then sure. for those of you that are fans of uh, the Pardot Life Hacks podcast, the host, Jennifer Lynn Schneider, is going to be joining that panel as well. And then Power you'll House. all get to hear that. Yeah, for sure, Powerhouse. Shout out to Jennifer Lynn Schneider. Um, you'll all get to hear their um business and marketing expert take on the future of ABM and where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Just a discussion kind of like this one, but around the future of it, where it's going, just having Logan and Jennifer in the same room will be fun. I will just literally tie ropes to them and then just (laughs) harness in and just like, let them just fly like reindeer and they'll just go and I will just stay with them as long as I can. It'll be a blast. Uh, Yeah. So that's going to be June 25th at 12 PM Eastern. And you know what, if you're hearing this and you're like, Oh, 2020. <laughs> if you're hearing this, you're like, that was last year. Well, there's a recording, so you could always go grab it. But then again, if you're hearing it and it's a year later, maybe the future is now. So maybe everything we've said is going to be true and you don't want to hear it. But uh, if you miss it, totally grab the recording, um, treasureimpact.com slash resources or you know, click on resources. Yeah, this will be fun. This will be a lot of fun. That was a great Southern accent, by the way, much better than mine. Thank you. Well, that's because I'm from Virginia and if I need to have an accent, I can. And my family are from Alabama, technically. And for those listening to the survey, uh, we'd love your feedback too. My email is Casey at CheshireImpact.com. For those listening to the show, shoot me a note, say hi, tell me how things are going. Um, And definitely take the, uh, if you're, if you're a live participant, definitely take the survey and give us any feedback you can. So I think that's it. Um, we should probably close this thing up. Yeah, Brent, Brent, you're the VIP on this one. Um, keeping it real. It was like, it was like a three-way conversation. We'll have to get you on here next time uh, with your, with your uh, clever, smoldering Australian accent and uh, have you chit-chat. But we'll get you on the podcast soon enough. Um, how, do we, how do we finish this thing up, Christina? Do you want to uh, say any final, final parting shots? 
Um, I, I would just say that, um, so for those of you that you may have just dipped your toes in the ABM or you're, or you're still, maybe you just got Parda and you're wondering, okay, like we have this great ABM approach, but where does it all fit in? Um, baby steps. You can do it. It's, it may seem overwhelming, but um, just one step at a time. There's so many resources out there. Um, the ones that we just mentioned, all these podcast episodes, um, just start listening and then uh, dive in, you know, like Nikki Nixon said, go and test. <laughs> right. Just dive in. And I would say, you know, what kind of, how can people connect with you? We really got to get your social out there because you don't even realize how much of a thought leader you are. <laughs> You're actually doing these things and you are like the, the central nervous system. You are like the neural net of this whole podcast. So you've like learned, like I said, probably learned more than I have from this whole thing. So um, yeah. How do people connect with you? Yeah. Yeah. On LinkedIn, I'm, I'm Christina Anderson. Now you may have formerly known me as Christina Collins, but I recently got married and I've changed it to, um, Oh, thank you. I've changed it to uh, Christina Anderson. So feel free to connect with me, but if you do, please just like mention that you listen to this episode or you were live on this webinar. Um, I'm always down to have a conversation just get your take and your overall feedback. And then, um, I'm also on Twitter at your friend, uh, CC for my old initials. And, um, one of the things that I'm super passionate about is just connecting with people, being yeah. friends with them. So that's, that's hence the brand. So yeah, yeah. Connect with me. Definitely someone to follow because not only your own thought leadership, but you are constantly exposed to different um, thoughts from different shows, this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, the part of life hacks podcast, all these different shows. It's like fantastic. And so you're constantly tweeting. I'm your, your Twitter is probably on fire. There's some server melting somewhere because you're just, on it so much so yeah i would highly recommend people check check you out and uh and connect you know this got me thinking maybe we get you on the the podcast you've done such a great job here what do you think <laughs> do you have fun i i did have fun this this was awesome i i laughed a lot smiling we're talking we're talking in southern accents <laughs> that's right that's right and apparently with brent it's actually a canadian accent Aww. but uh, maybe i'll ask him to pretend and be australian for me for a little bit um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're getting props, people in the chat and also people in some Q&A over here. They're texting me and they're saying, great job. And so. just like, I'm, I'm extremely thankful too for just being where I am. And then also just hearing the great uh, thought leadership and opinions and stories from all these different yeah. uh, like CMOs and executives that you have on the podcast. They've been, um, them, you have all been extremely monumental to my journey so far for sure. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Um, I'm I'm so glad that you've like been like, yeah, I'll edit these podcasts and oh, cool, I'll learn at the same time and take show notes. Like doing that makes you like an active listener. But like, what a neat thing to plug into. Like mm -hmm. just getting into marketing and then you're just like plugged into that. And not only is it like, yes, you should go do some learning. It's like you kind of have to because you're experiencing these things. And you don't have to do the notes all as much, but but you do and you want to and you're absorbing. I can't imagine if I had, I'm only like a few years older than you, but if I had plugged into something as powerful, like a fiber optics cable, like this show early on, then like the sky's the limit, right? There's so, so many thought leaders that over and over, they tell you the right strategies mm -hmm. that even if the other stuff bubbles off, the good stuff stays. It's crazy. Right. It's, it's kind of like getting to have all these different mentors speak into your life for 
for like an hour and a half. That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like, I think um, definitely, okay, wait, real quick. Shout out to Daryl Prale um, from Vanilla Soft because sure. when, when you asked him for career advice, uh, he literally pointed to the camera and his, at the time it was as if he was speaking to me. And he, he was just like, go with your gut, trust your gut. And then he went into the whole spiel about it, but it was so wild. So if, if for those of you listening, go and listen to that episode, but also too, if you're on the webinar and you've never um, listened to one of the hardcore marketing show, definitely check them out because not only will it help you in your marketing, but it also helps you in life, just your overall career for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's each one of the episodes has that kind of career advice and that even personal advice. Cause you know, it's interesting. I've, I've never heard someone on 161 episodes say, I would like change everything. They're always like, I've learned, I'm, I'm cool with where I'm at. Um, I might've accelerated some things. I might've, you know, it's almost like they, they see like missed opportunity more than they see mistakes. Like they, none of them, except for one person was like, I wouldn't have like married that person. But everyone else though was <laughs> like, they didn't see like, oh, there's mistakes I made I can avoid. They're like, there's so much more opportunity. Go out and get it. Like double down. He listens to your gut. Go after it. Be more aggressive. Learn. Make more connections. They're all in like positive type things. Um, and I suppose pick the right mate as well. <laughs> but they were all really, um, really positive like that. So I can only imagine, you know, just hearing them. It works for me too, though, because it just reminds me like, okay, where, what do I need to focus on? What's important? Mm-hmm. And see that we turn this whole thing into it's almost like its own podcast. Yeah, this is practice. This is practice for when we do your real episode. Shout out to episode blah, 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 when you'll see <laughs> Christina. I almost said Collins, Christina Anderson, and it will whatever your title you want to make for the show. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Should we wrap this thing up? Yeah, I think I think though in in good in good hardcore marketing show fashion before we stop the recording and go to the Q&A, I think you have to wrap it up like you do every episode. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I even thought that maybe you should end it the way I end every episode. Oh, I I can try and do my rendition and then if I mess it up. <laughs> yeah, can you do it in a Casey accent? Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, if you know and i literally have two pages you know two pages of notes over here so if if you've learned something and i know you have be a thought leader share this with one person seven people 55 people and then you know uh share this episode and share your thoughts because then you can be the thought leader and then you're sharing valuable content to make a difference in other marketers lives and um for all of you out there thank you for listening today this has been the hardcore marketing show We will catch you all next time. Couldn't have done it better myself. Catch y'all next time. All right. A big thank you to today's sponsors. Cheshire Impact, helping marketers and sales win, maximizing the use of Pardot and Salesforce. And a big thank you to Qualified.com, the number one live chat and chat bot platform for Salesforce and Pardot. Remember the giveaway. If you have Salesforce Pardot and you want a free copy of my book, Marketing Automation Unleashed, then you go over to qualified.com, engage in a chat, do a demo, and tell them that Casey sent you, and that book will be on its way to your door. All right. We'll see you all in the next one.